Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Mahoning Valley Week in Review for Mahoning Matters. I'm Chris Pugh, the editor of Mahoning Matters, and we've got Guy Vogren, longtime journalist in the area. I'm sure you've read him a lot in the Tribune Chronicle. He now works for the Trumbull County Prosecutor's Office. Uh, Guy, how's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Chris. And yeah, I uh, was uh, answering questions again with the national media over our grand jury procedures and uh, that uh, yeah. will uh, continue for another couple of weeks. But uh, I got to talk to some Ohio media people who knew some friends that uh, used to work for the Tribune. So I got had oh, some good times chatting this week with with some uh, media contacts in Ohio. You scared me. I thought was you were going to say I had media contacts and know you. I was like, <laughs> say, "All right, show's over. We gotta go." And now hey, the thing um, is, you know, working thirty-five years at one place, uh, you know, yeah. you were in a certain era I used to work with, and then there was people in the nineties I worked with, and then people in the aughts, and then you were in the twenty tens. So uh, yeah, that's definitely. the uh, goes with the territory, I guess. Why don't since you brought that up, why don't you give a quick update? Um, on what's happening. Um, oh, well, not, not much is happening. The grand jury and the we're talking about the Brittany watch Watts abuse of the corpse, corpse case. Uh, like I said, uh, the grand jury is it was continued in the latest report and uh, the grand jury reports about every two weeks. So we got to have to wait another couple weeks to see what happens. Uh, uh, but uh, we do know this certain panel of the grand jury We'll have to deal with the case probably by the end of the month because their term will be over. Right. And just so people understand how that works, obviously, you know, the prosecutor made comments. He said, hey, I need to give this to the grand jury. But the grand jury decides, right? On, hey, the prosecutor a- really ha- has no power to, uh, to uh, under state law, to dismiss the case in the grand jury. Right. That's just right. the rules of the law. And, you know, Ohio reporters understand that. And my boss, Dennis Watkins, has put statements to that effect. And and it's the national media. It doesn't seem that they think that this prosecutor has more power than he can. He is required because a, a municipal judge had bound this case over to the grand jury to present the case to the grand jury. And right. that's where we've been. We've been in a holding pattern to this since November 2nd. And this term of the grand jury is up by January 31st. So that's, well, I, you know, I've been telling everybody uh, they want a timetable. That's it. Well, that's the timetable on this case. Right. And we got to be careful here because full transparency guy works for that particular office. I just want to address something, and guys, feel free to jump in or jump out wherever you want here. And, and another uh, thing is that grand j- jury proceedings are secret in the state. Right, That's right. another part of the law. Well, I actually had a reader contact me about this, and he was like, well, look at this article, like the Columbus mayor, the Columbus law director was kind of questioning that. And it's like, and he's like, well, is he telling the truth or not? You know, in terms of the Trump County, I'm like, we're not our job in the media, now, from an editorial standpoint, we can question something, of course. But when we write stories about this or run stories from other sources talking about this, our job is to share what people are thinking. It's not, you know, like if if I'm talking about Guy's opinion about his favorite football team, the Browns, you know, I can't sit there and say, oh, I'm not going to run the story because the Browns stink. No. 
it's I'm entitled to share guys, you know, opinion or your idea on it. And it's the same thing here with that Trump County thing. You know, the prosecutor can do what he wants. I mean, he's sentenced. Hey, no, but in this case, the prosecutor has to. Right. Is required to do this. Right. I mean, he's bound by law to present this case to the grand jury since a judge has right. ordered the case bound over to the grand jury. So he cannot drop it. Right. And, and I guess what I'm saying, too, just a reminder for anybody who doesn't understand that, he presents that to the grand jury. And obviously the grand jury makes a decision on doing the right. order. Yeah. Which in, so, in Ohio, let's do a little bit of uh, education here. A grand right. jury is eight or nine people assembled right. for a period of time in, in Trumbull County. It's for four months. And they decide cases, which cases can be indicted as felony charges, which if it's in a felony charge, it has to be tried at a state level court. Now, this case of Brittany Watts, which we're talking about, right. has been through the local level court, Warren Municipal Court. And that's the only place it was kicked over to a, a grand jury now to decide whether it can be kicked up to a state level court. Okay. Yeah. And just want to give a basic update of what's going on. So as you said, probably the next news we can expect is probably sometime in two weeks or so. Before the month's out. Okay. Good enough. So just, this right. is just like, you know, when, when will Bill Johnson resign and become president? Yes. Yes. Well, and we'll talk <laughs> about that. Everybody a timetable on that. What well, we well, finally got our answer, didn't we, this week? Yep. Well, you're skipping back to the agenda. Let's let's go back to <laughs> where we're at. We can, so we can go out of turn. We can get rid of Bill Johnson earlier here. Well, 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 first of all, I appreciate you providing insight. And like I said, we got to be careful because as a long-time journalist, you know, guy knows about a lot of stuff in the area and we value that. But I wouldn't be careful for him because, in essence, you're serving as a director of communications there. So, no, no but thanks for the update on uh, Watts' case. It, it, we appreciate that. Um, yeah, okay, we'll we'll take your advice. Um, we're going to talk about Kimberly Clark in a second. The company right. is bringing some jobs to Warren, but since you mentioned the Bill Johnson thing. Um, I, I guess I'm doing it out of you so you don't have to run run it off with Bill Johnson. We usually end our oh, yes, podcast yes, with Bill yes, Johnson. Yes, that's true. Well, <laughs> it, this isn't super. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, if everything happened with Bill Johnson, this wasn't the biggest breaking news but to me one of the unanswered questions about the bill right. johnson situation is when is he going to start um as you know when he first um got the job they said hey he needs to be here by mid-march there was a lot of discussion from both places saying hey we'd like to start earlier if we can um you guy and i were uh, privileged to talk to him Man, how long ago? That was right before Christmas, yeah. Right before Christmas. Yeah, it might have been the week before. Right. And and we asked him directly that question. Um, he said, hey, it'll be soon. Well, we found out what soon is. Um, we got word on January. Soon as the clock turned to 2024, huh? Right. Uh, January 2nd, the first, I guess, office day for Congress and many of us other places. Um, he announced, and um, my cat's in the background in case you're watching the video, <laughs> Uh, um, but is that he, bode well for Bill? A black I, it's a, cat. Yeah, it's a black <laughs> cat that's over my head. So this is a problem. Um, but with um, Johnson, um, he announced on the second that he is officially resigning. 
His last day with Young Sensei is going to be uh, January 20th. Well, I'm sorry. His last day with Congress. His last day in Congress. Yeah, it's January 21st. And then he has, um, and I'm not laughing at Johnson, I'm laughing at my silly cat here. Um, yeah, his last day in Congress is going to be the 21st. His first day of Young Sensei is going to be the 22nd. Um, interesting, we also ran a story uh, more from our uh, Washington colleagues, kind of talking about there's a lot of uncertainty right now for Republicans. Uh, Johnson told us he left in good terms. I don't doubt that. Uh, I think the Republicans realized there was an opportunity that, he wanted to take, but Plus the razor thin margins getting thinner. Yes. And I think that's what Republicans are not upset at, but I think it surprised some people that he's leaving as soon as he was leaving. Um, because they're saying, I thought it was on the one seat. They're saying technically it's two seats, but man, you never know. I mean, people pass, people get in trouble. Right. Uh, there's, right. there's been a lot of people who have left. And that, and that Epstein list is uh, swirling around, isn't it? Well, a lot of them <laughs> got released. Thing. Well, a lot, a lot of them got released. There was no current politicians. Well, well, yeah. I mean, there was no current <laughs> politicians on that. Uh, you know, the other thing about the Epstein list, you know, diverting really quickly. No uh, yeah, appeared... we're, we're getting off agenda here. I apologize. Well, well, let me mention that because, like, the Epstein thing has become a big deal. No one from what we understand, it seems to directly being charged. Um, you know, former President Bill Clinton was on the list. Former President Trump was on the list. I think there was a perception out there that if you were on the list, man, icky stuff was happening. You were doing. But I think on that list, a lot of it was mentioned of anybody who had any contact with him in the past. Um, and, and I'm sure some people of the House of Representatives were, you know, in contact with this guy. He was well-known. He was made billions. Well, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I, I don't know. I, I, think the one, I think the one thing I want to emphasize is I, I think when I first heard about this, they were like, oh, man, if your name's on the list, you're in trouble. You're, you're done. That's not what I'm hearing. And I'm hearing from some um, prosecutors in the case saying, hey, we can't charge that. You, you know, sometimes it's a statute of limitations, sometimes it's based on where this island was or anything else. So it kind of questions me, other than what we always talk about going, hey, information's great, it's great to be in the know. That's about it. I mean, names are out there, but what happens with it, we don't know. You know, is it the shame of them being named? Who knows? So, yeah, so I, I think guys are just leaving the leave. I mean, I think sometimes. You sit there and say, man, it's a thrill to be a congressman. But maybe you just sit there and say, hey, something else looks better. I mean, for Bill Johnson, I'm sure Bill Johnson's not just doing it for the money. But, man, Bill Johnson's making, what, 410000 at Young Sensei. He, what's Congress, like 140, I believe? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I mean, nothing gets our current jobs, but that's two and a half times the current salary. I mean, if someone offered you two and a half times. You wouldn't jump at, at two and yeah, a half times uh, their current salary, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it's tough to say that. I mean, I mean, it's tough to say that on a work podcast, but sometimes you know, that's out there. And so I, I don't think we need to look in. I mean, we, we would probably have something to say if Johnson didn't do that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, what was wrong with him? How, who wouldn't for right. a family, you know? A family guy wanting to have some more security. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess we're to the point now 
where, look, I mean, sure, there's a lot of questions about Bill Johnson. As I told him, look, you haven't served a day <laughs> doing this yet. Right. So, you know, we need, I, I mean, I think there's still a ton of questions that the public's asking, a ton of questions they should ask. The thing that I'm anxious to see is starting January 22nd, we'll start getting answers. You know what I mean? Right. Like going to do and of course, the big anxiety among, you know, those uh, YSU people is that will this affect their fundraising back to money again? Right. And, and I'm still getting uh, emails. We're, we're still posting stories from foreign presidents questioning the process and everything. Um uh, how do I say this? Uh, my, my emails are open at news at com. If there's information out there saying, look, this is how directly it's impacting. Yes, we are very interested in writing uh, those stories. We want to get more information out about there. Um, just let us know. I, I mean, if there's concerns out there, we want to get that across. Um, you know, we run letters together from lots of people. I mean, if you're a former president or other people, too, we, we definitely value the opinion of the community. I, I guess I'm intrigued about is what comes next. If you want to praise Johnson, great. We'll run it. If you want to, you know, be upset about Johnson, yeah, we'll run that, too. I guess, Guy, what I'm asking is what is the direct impact on Youngstown State? If someone knows that information, let us know. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely right. um, very open. And of course, the performance will matter now. And uh, beginning with January 22nd, he'll be yeah. on a different, uh, you know, grading system now, other than just speculation. Well, and to understand that, I can't speak for my media brethren in Youngstown. It's kind of like when a new president comes in power of the U.S. Well, it's, right. that's a bad example of the U.S. We're right. not covering I mean, the, the last two guys have come in. <laughs> well, well, let me phrase it like this. That been nor- haven't been normal times. We're not going to sign a reporter to follow Johnson around on January 22nd. Right. So don't think that, oh my goodness, January 22nd will have uh, lots of stories about what's he doing and what's he not right. doing. I remember, you know, when I was breaking into the media in the 80s, even Ronald Reagan with the, you know, the political... Right. Bastion he had, you know, created had a honeymoon period. Yeah, and of I, at least a couple months. But now presidents, I don't seem to have it because of just the political nature of this country. Now it's just uh, extreme. It's gone to extremes. Polls. Well, well, and I think on both sides of the Johnson situation, when he takes over Youngstown State. Give him patience. I mean, think about your first day at your job. I mean, okay, they give you an email address. Okay, they, you know, I'm sure even Bill Johnson's got to go for some IT orientation, you know, read the books and everything else. So, um, yeah, be patient. But like I said, I think we're going to start to get some answers of what a Bill Johnson administration at Young Sunset looked like. And, hey, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's been a lot of, oh, man, yeah, is this so going to be good or bad? Hey, let's see what happens. And, Believe me, I know there's a lot of people trying to parse my words and say, are they for him or are they against him? I think there's definitely a lot of legitimate questions on what's it going to look like. I think there's a lot of legitimate questions on how this is going to affect the fundraising. But we're not going to have those answers without just wildly guessing until we see him off. So, you know, looking forward to it, I guess. 
Makes sense. Okay, so we can move on to Kimberly uh, Clark. Yes, definitely. Um, okay. Big news. Yeah, that was the, probably about the biggest news I had run across this week was uh, Kimberly Clark, the big paper manufacturer. We're going to have a manufacturing plan in the Valley soon, hopefully, you know, in a couple of years. It's uh, they, they have uh, Kimberly Clark, the makers of uh, Kleenex tissues, uh, toilet paper, um, paper towels, pampers, uh, diapers. They'll be making one of these products. We don't know yet at the former Republic Steel RG Steel site in the on the southeast side of Warren, uh, as you were going into Niles, uh, and uh, you know the Port Authority of uh, Western Reserve Port Authority, the the board that uh, helps run the airport in Vienna has uh, been uh, really uh, helping Warren with development, and uh, the city is really excited about this. Uh, this acquisition that was announced earlier this week. Yeah, I think it's really cool for the Valley. I mean, obviously, you, you know, talking to the guy, Coviello, he, he makes some good points uh, about how Youngstown's kind of trying to become like a tech hub. And that's kind of where we're at. But it's cool that a I hate manufacturer, to say yeah. Yeah, but it's a manufacturer, it's a milk. We, we like to make things. Right. Yeah, I think in a lot of communities, not just Youngstown, you know, some of the plants are going away and everything. And, you know, I I think we need to adapt to the times. But having a huge company like Kimberly Clark coming in saying, hey, I want to bring a, a mill into the area is and great. with the number yeah. of jobs, I'm hearing in the, the ballpark figure of 1,300. Right. And if, you know, these are going to be well-paying manufacturing jobs. So you're wondering, you know, uh, 20-some dollars an hour jobs. Has there been anything said about when we can expect this? Because I know they're kind of no, converting uh, yeah, the old plant. The reports have been very vague about that. It was just the purchase of the land. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't going to open tomorrow. So no announcement think, but, from Kimberly Clark, really. Well, but it's good to hear good news is on the horizon. I mean. Right. Yeah, it may not happen tomorrow, but again, it's good to know that you know there's help on the way, you know, for jobs. And, and we're, you know, there there uh, there's a development going on, a housing development at the old uh, Warren YMCA, which is a stone's throw from this Kimberly Clark site in right. downtown Warren. So it, it looks like you know a lot of activities in Warren. Just like Youngstown has made the transition, Warren is about to undergo these same uh, growing pains. Well, I've covered another job. I covered the um, the Intel, you know, the Intel announcement saying they're coming to right. New York. And you're right. A lot of these things, and I know Intel and Kimball Clark are different companies, but when companies bring stuff in, it's kind of like a ripple effect. So like right. you said, you've got 1,300 jobs come in the area. I know there's some open houses in Warren, but at the same time, their potential for housing development, potential for growth, and everything. Right, and, and, and when when you uh, you know put this together, what's going on in Lordstown, the energy plant there, the uh, yeah. the the battery plant, the Altium battery plant, the uh, thing that the uh, Taiwanese car maker. I don't. I know the old Warren Motors kind of got, and the endurance truck is kind of set off to the side but that uh, manufacturer is still 
involved there in Lordstown. So, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and there, there's still activity going on at the old GM plant there. Well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, like, you see more of these businesses come in. It leads to more houses. Um, right. You know, businesses take notice and say, wow, there's going to be an influx of people coming in. Man, maybe we can put a business in town. And I remember when we we came to the area, re returned to the area 35 years ago, and our biggest thing was, oh, we're building a prison in Warren. And, of course, Youngstown had just built their penitentiary. And so we were known for prisons and right. hospitals as our biggest employers. And that wasn't a feather in our cap. Now it seems like, wow, we're we're getting caught up with the rest of the country. Yeah. In economics. Oh, definitely. And anything to bring jobs in any area. We're definitely for. Um, a couple of the notes I thought were kind of interesting. Um, Youngstown, you know, school district. Um, you know, obviously it was kind of a eventful year. Uh, they had a strike the last about a month. Um, they got a new um, board of education member. Um Kind of, she has an interesting backstory. She teaches at a school in the area. Uh, guys, you said you can't be a teacher and serve on the school board. Uh, right. she, she serves in, it looks like, uh, is that a charter school? Uh, yeah, I, I believe Youngstown Community School is some sort of charter school, okay. community school. And um, her name is uh, Carrie Watson. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, she's got. Being uh, a teacher, that would be good. Hopefully, she'll be on the negotiation committee when uh, things get hot and heavy at the end of summer when uh, that contract is up again. Well, it's interesting. I It's on my mind for a column that I haven't been able to write yet. Um, I, I did some kind of reporting. I'll break it here. Um, some people on this teacher side, I, I kind of... I was looking at a column, and I'll say this now. You know, you sit here and say, okay, it looks like the contract is probably up, what, near the end of August? Right. Uh, you know, right. before when the school year. starting up again. Yeah. Yeah. So when do we start these negotiations? Uh, you know, are we going to start on? I would think soon. <laughs> well. Considering how but, things went down to Brink uh, last year. Yeah, but sometimes, and I'm far from an expert on union talks or how unions work, but sometimes those talks happen a little closer toward the deadline. Than right, expected. the formal ones, but I would hope people will have right. that in their mind and start, you know, making approaches, making some back door, this, you know, contacts with well, the union I've, leadership. I've actually heard from representative teachers. They're telling me they're going to reach out in February, which would good. be very good. I'm glad um, to hear that. I, I talked to the schools. First, I talked to schools that I don't think knew for sure, so it was kind of more of a no comment. But, man, yeah, yeah I, I would say, too, because there was a PR hit uh, from the media uh, when they had that strike last time. And I, you know, say, I mean, we're all for Young Sun Schools. We hope the best for Young Sun Schools. I think we said this a couple months ago. They, they, you got to start making first downs you know, before you make right, touchdowns. Right. And I think this is the first down of getting a teacher on the school board because right. that will send a message that, hey, we care about the teachers. We're going to make one of them part of us. Well, I, yeah, I think another first time would be starting to talk early and just right. saying it could be a three touchdown play if you know you can get a deal done before the, the beginning of the school year. Uh, and, and again, you know, sometimes the media 
uh, we get this raw impression going, oh, you guys are just trying to spread bad news. There was so much bad news coming out of that right. strike. And, exactly. you know, our, our job is reported, so we can't ignore or anything. But they took PR hits. Believe me, it's like you're about the PR hits that they're taking. So for the good of the schools, get together, start negotiating, hammer out a deal. I think it's a win-win for both sides. Yeah, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. And uh, it's another uh, story to, to follow as we go further into 2024. And, of course, yeah. before all of that, we're going to have, wrap up the NFL football season this weekend with the Steelers still clinging on to slim hopes. But, hey, they can win or lose and still be alive on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, quickly about the Steelers and Browns, it's, it's interesting – you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm the Browns fan. Chris is the Steeler fan. Well, who would have thought? I, I mean, I know both the Browns and Steelers. Some people said they had a decent chance of making the playoffs. But if we talked at the beginning of the year and I said, man, the guy, Joe Flacco is going to be the, the guy doing well for the Browns and Mason Rudolph is going to be the guy doing well for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you, the Browns this nuts, week are yeah. going to start their fifth quarterback. Right, well, the game means nothing for him. So, so right. you know, the thought but still going through five quarterbacks and and then uh, you know the Steelers right. going through three. Well, I mean, this is, that's the, the 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 story of the year for the NFL. What quarterback and, attrition? And if this was a sports podcast, we could talk for three hours about this. <laughs> I I find it fascinating where there are games that mean nothing for certain teams, like the Browns will play the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are out of the playoffs. Browns are locked into the fifth seed. So you raise the question that if you play all your starts, then there's a danger of, I mean, could you imagine if Joe Flacco got hurt in before right, the playoffs? Right. I mean, their playoff run is done pretty much. So you think of what do you do there uh, for the Steelers? They have a separate interesting question. Mason Rudolph has caught fire. Uh, Kenny Pickens has been wildly inconsistent throughout the year. And it looks like he's healing. He's going to be uh, activated. Oh, right. He's going to be the backup this week. Right. And Mason's starting, and, you know, he could keep starting for as good as he's been playing. So you never know. There's a, a million questions with that. It's, I, I guess I'm going to keep this general from a new side. Um, I, it, It's going to just create a fascinating last week of the year to see uh, right. what ends up happening and who wins. And I, I think it's going to be a big story for the Valley. I mean, the Steelers have made the playoffs. A lot yeah, it's more good recently. for another win for the right. Valley if both win because, well, right. you know, Browns and but, Steelers just dominate. And then that third NFL team is going to be the top seed of the NFC, the San Francisco uh, 49ers, uh, the York-branded uh, team uh, owned yeah, by I, the DeBartlow family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's I, – I think the big story is going to be the, the first – playoff game. I mean, the Browns' first playoff game is going to be in the road, but really I mean, they beat the Steelers a couple of years ago in a playoff game. Right, and it's going to be I, a winnable game. The Browns probably will be favored in that first game. It's against the right. AFC South winner, who's barely going to be over 500. Well, it, I guess what I'm saying is I, I think back to the 80s of what Browns' playoff runs are like in the area, especially if you're a Browns fan. Um, you, you know, they had what, like two appearances last you know, there, there was a bad loss where they blew a lead against the Steelers. They did beat the Steelers a couple years ago. 
it was interesting, guys. That was a COVID year, which yeah, it was a big deal. People yeah, were there was about what ten percent of the stadium was yeah. full because I, I of mean, COVID. The Browns need to sue. I'm not making any excuses, but it was just kind of a a weird a weird time. I and mean, we're in the midst of COVID, where yeah, we were probably paying more attention because we were home, but it, it just had a different feel to it, I guess. So, hey, um, let's get to the two other news things that we should talk about. Okay, um, Youngstown. I, I didn't know this. We have a very popular garden that was oh right in the top three of Youngstown's a garden spot for you. Yes, don't know. I, I gotta say, I don't think I've been to this garden yet. Have you been to the garden? Oh, it's historically uh, uh, Riverside Gardens is at the edge of Mill Creek Park, the southern yeah. or the northernmost edge of Mill Creek Park, uh, near Lake Glacier, okay. and it's always a site for wedding pictures because it's on a high end and you can get the background of the city in the background. Yeah, 12 acres. Beautiful flowers. 12 acres of trees, roses, perennials. Yeah. And And they've also built a nice little uh, meeting building there that has, you know, banquet hall and uh, a little uh, restaurant where, you know, you can have lunch and just it's a nice outing for the kids. And I I know many school uh, children take field trips out there. I need to stop by there. Uh, it oh, sounds yeah. like a fun place, and I, I think anytime the valley gets that spot where you can sit there, like a restaurant or a, a place to go, it, it definitely becomes one of the what you call it, like the top things, ten things to do when you visit. Exactly, so. and, and to get national notoriety like that again, another feather in the cap of the valley. So <laughs> we're slowly not being getting out of that uh, you know reputation of being a laughing stock. Yeah, definitely. I also wanted to share this too. And if you see us on the website, you may ask some questions. Um, it, it's interesting. The news media now does a little bit more on jobs. Um, it, it's just a change in time for journalism. In the past, sometimes you don't write about new jobs, but now I, I think there's an interest in building audience. People like that. Uh, we ran a story today about ten uh, really high-paying jobs. In Texas, where you can work from home, right? Some of them are hybrid, so I would recommend if you're interested and you're looking at that, make sure you understand what the hybrid rules are. It might necessitate a move. We're not trying to get people out of the Youngstown area, but some of these are definitely remote jobs. And look, we're trying to help people out. I think one of the advantages of Valley that it's been pressed upon me at various times is the whole idea of look, the Valley has inexpensive holds, you know, it doesn't cost as much to live in the valley as it would in New York City or Chicago, whatever the case exactly. Might be. So one of the selling points I know a lot of people are trying to make is sitting here and saying, look, we definitely want you to work at local companies if you can, like you know, Kimberly Clark, you know, if you're looking for a job, definitely go look for jobs there. But if you're looking for something in your field that you may not see as much in Youngstown, there are a lot of remote jobs out there. That you can physically be in Youngstown, you can spend your money, your entertainment, your food in Youngstown, everything, but work in a different area. And right. I'm hearing that. I, I've always thought about that as something that area could promote. And I'm hearing that a lot more from even Youngstown people saying, 
look, this is something that could benefit the area because right. you're still paying your taxes in Youngstown, right? right exactly. And, and, you know, this differs from, you know, a lot of people because of our location work in either the Pittsburgh or Cleveland areas and commute. This saves the two-hour drive every day if you can get a job like that. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't want to, you know, get out of driving to work like that? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's another advantage out there. So I, I just want you to understand, if you look at going, why the heck are they promoting jobs in Texas? Hey, a lot of these can be remote. Now, if if they're hybrid, again, you'll have to make a, a choice if you feel it's for you. But hey, I, I just wanted to share that. We'll share those from time to time as we see them. Because, again, we're trying to definitely... Uh, how you'd say it. Well, we definitely right. help well, our That's readers. part yeah. of being a journalist. We want to inform people and make their lives better. All right, definitely. Um, any other thoughts from this week? Or, well, or, or in fact, I think share? we dodged a couple storms, and we may right. dodge another one. Uh, you know, we're holding out the old uh, El Nino is uh, really benefiting uh, northeast Ohio, and we're not even getting any lake effect. So the wind must be blowing in the right direction. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, it, it's promising to see uh, what's going on. Um, I, I like the fact, I know sometimes in the valley in January, we get these heavy snows. I mean, knock on wood, it's just January right. 4th, but we haven't seen it yet. And watch. we haven't been into a deep freeze either. Yeah. I haven't it, dragged out any mittens or uh, I got a nice scarf for my grand daughter for christmas so i haven't done that yet so i you know I, i'm looking forward to wearing it maybe a couple times but uh, not not so far yeah it, it's kind of I don't, how we say this it's kind of encouraging uh, you know i i don't uh, you don't want to jinx us like i don't want to say hey it's gonna be warm <laughs> yeah and then we get dumped on with you know the temperature right. heading under you know, 20 below but yeah, that but could I'm, happen. I, We're I'm in the valley. I'm encouraged for the moment. I just bought like that. So. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, it's been a nice first week so far. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you have a nice weekend and happy birthday. Oh, yes, definitely. I turn 49 tomorrow, so I'm old. Uh, I, don't know. It's, I don't think I'm aging well. I'm not, I'm not aging like a fine wine. I'll put like that. So who knows? But yeah, no, thank you for the birthday wishes. And again, I remember to support Mahoney Max, and there's a lot of different ways you can support us. Uh, yeah, tax deductible donations. Hey, you know, this is how, well, one of the many ways that we make money. We definitely encourage that. I mean, news, whatever news org there is in Youngstown, you know, they ask for money. And the way we look at it is, hey, we offer tax deductible donations. So, you can support um, Mahoney Matters. You can also save some money on your taxes. I know we're at the beginning of a new year. You might sit there and say, man, I wish you told me that December 30th. I get it. But why not start the new year You know, right. by having some tax-deductible donations? You can help news in the area. And you might sit there and say, well, what are you doing with my money? Well, what we're trying to do is expand our presence. Um, Guy does some freelance work for us. We have a couple of our freelancers. But we have me and one of our full-time reporters. We are busting our tail, for lack of a better term, uh, to get you all the news that we're getting. But we want to expand what we're doing. We want to give you more. We want to give you more in depth. Uh, that money helps us to be able to do that, either through uh, more freelancers or more full-time people. So, And if yeah. you like it, support it. 
Right. And, as and you might sit, that. And I, I get it. You might sit there and say, well, I don't have money or I don't want to give money to news orgs. I, I, I understand. So here's some other ways you can support us. Uh, we have a free newsletter. I uh, just go up to the newsletters on the top left-hand side of the website. You get a free newsletter. It comes to your email, uh, just kind of the highlights of what we do each day. I uh, definitely um, and, and definitely click on the website. Definitely share it with your friends. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. So, again, obviously, if you can support us financially, great. That's the best. But even if you can't, re- just read our stuff every day. Share it with your friends. Uh, we we try to. There's a lot of great news orgs in the um, Young Sun area. We try to put our own flavor on what's happening. And, um, again, we're, we're excited to bring you the best of the Valley as well as the region and the state as well. So, all right. Well, got my promo out of the way, guys. So, thank you so much for coming on again. No problem. Uh, guy, it's always a pleasure. Hang on for a second afterwards. Okay. Uh, th- thanks for checking out the show. Have a great night, everybody. Bye now.